Welcome to the Provost Perspective. My name is Patrick. This podcast is dedicated to the opinions, thoughts, and experiences of my wife, Carolyn, and I's journey through marriage, children, and life as a whole. While the topics we discuss may be varied, we will do our best to orbit around marriage, relationships, love, and family. Welcome again, and we hope you enjoy. Alrighty then. So I figured we'd try this again. We did it once before. This is a different list that uh, the old redhead found for us. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So list of podcast questions. Are we sp- oh, so we going to try to get this whole list today? We don't have to. No. Look, what's the goal here? Um, I don't know. Maybe at least three or four. Okay. You know I don't make these decisions. See, folks, this is one big key in our relationship. I don't make decisions. <laughs> I defer. <laughs> I, I don't do well with making choices. It's frustrating. <laughs> All right, number one. What do you remember about the first time we met? Ooh. So this would be 2003. Right. The first thing I remember? Uh-huh. Um, how you were afraid to talk to me. Okay. I see that smirk on your face. It's Go adorable. Ahead. So let me let me paint the picture for you. The way we met is going to be a story for the ages. So I used to do these concerts. I sing. And uh, my younger brother at the time helped with background. He did lighting. And he brought my husband <laughs> um, to help him with work. And I think one other friend. I don't remember who. Anyway. Um, and I was... Jessica Rabbit. I did a, a little her little fancy scene from uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and I sang her little song. And I guess he took a shining to me during my performance. And when my brother introduced him to me after the show, he just nodded his head. That that old swagger thug, whatever you want to call it, the, the chin lift. upwards head nod, yeah. head nod, the chin lift. Yeah. When uh, when I said hi, he just he couldn't even open his mouth. He didn't speak. It was adorable. <laughs> All right, so I'll paint the story from my perspective. Uh oh. <laughs> so I worked in, uh, I work, uh, I was part of the, the theater crew, um, mm-hmm. and I did lights and sounds and was a techie. Um, specifically, I worked with, a lot with the lighting. Uh, I might come from a background of people who work in signs and lighting, yeah. so it was kind of fitting for hey, me Joe. to get into lighting. Um, <laughs> so they had a, their church was putting on a Pops concert. And they didn't have anybody to run the lights. So they asked, Josh asked me to come help him with the lights. So they put me up in the little cherry picker thing to run the spotlight. Uh, And then I had the cue sheet. And it said um, at the start of the song, whatever it happens to be, I don't even remember if it gave me the, I think it just gave me the time slot um, to pop the spotlight and shine it. So I pop the spotlight and shine it. And there is a girl in a black dress. (laughs) <laughs> uh, with, I don't I can't remember if your hair was red at the time or if it was like blondish red. I think it was a strawberry blonde at that point. It was. I was but, dying it lighter at the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, who starts singing one of my childhood favorite fucking movies? Like I loved Roger <laughs> Rabbit growing up as a kid, um, singing the song, and I was just like, "Holy shit, who is this girl?" And then at the end of the show, I had no idea who she was at the time because I'd never even been to Josh's house at this point, anything. So we get back down to the floor, and it's after the show or whatever. They're wrapping everything up. And Josh goes, hey, come on, I want you to meet my sister. I'm like, okay. So I walk over there, and 
I see her and I'm like, holy shit, this is your sister? What the fuck happened to you, bro? Um, and he oh, said, that's funny. And he said, shut the fuck up. Um, and then when you, we, we actually met and I oh, said hi, great. he was like, I was like, what's up? Like, it's just, it was a natural nod for me. It wasn't like I was scared to say hi or whatever, though she was insanely attractive. Oh, you're um, crazy. So yeah, that's, that's how we met. 2003. So what is that, 17 years ago? Yeah. Actually, it'll be yeah. 17 years this June, I think. June or July. Yeah. When was the Pops concert? Uh, it was usually in June. Yeah. So I want to say it was June. But. Yeah. And then, God, we didn't even start dating until... 2010. 2010. So, yeah. yeah. We were friends for over A seven long years. long time. <laughs> All right. Number two. What was the moment you realized that I was in love with you? The moment I realized you were in love with me? Yeah. When you didn't leave the next day. Yeah. What was that? 2000, when, 2010? When I didn't leave? Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird because it moved so fast because I knew before for me. Like, I knew I was in love with you. I knew I loved you. Maybe not completely in love with you, but I knew I loved you before you'd even come home. And we'd had that discussion over the phone. Yeah. Um, home from the war. Sorry, people. <laughs> My second we weren't appointment. we weren't dating, um, not yet. But we talked regularly, and things just kind of came up. We I don't know. There was always something there between us for years, and we just I don't know ignored it or pretended it wasn't there for a long time. Um, but uh, for me, I think when I thought you were in love with me was when you didn't leave that first night. You came home. And you left your dad hanging, bailed after dinner, and came over, and you just, you didn't leave. Like, you never left my house after that. The plan was never for you to stay. It was never for you to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's take it slow. We're not going to date for a while, but we know something's there that we want to look into. And that all changed in two hours. Um... It was weird. The moment I knew you were in love with me um, was actually right after I got back before I even came home. Um, and I could kind of... Like, I, I was in denial about it at the time, but yep. thinking back on it, like, <laughs> I was absolutely positive. I was like, this woman is in love with me. Um, and it was probably because of the way that... It was the... So we always had like a banter, right? We always had like mm -hmm. a flirty banter, even in the years up to that. It changed. Where, but there was a change. Yep. When I came back from Iraq and I was in North Carolina waiting to come home, like there was a tonal change and shift in you um, yep. that I, I knew in my heart that you were in love with me, but I, I wasn't willing to admit that to... Like, tell, I wasn't willing to tell you that, first off. And two, I wasn't able to admit to myself at that point that, yeah, I was done. Um, but I knew, I kind of knew at that point, like, this was, it was going to be a thing. The question then at the point was like, <laughs> just when? <laughs> when it was going to be a thing. And I definitely didn't expect yeah. it to be a thing the moment I got back into Colorado. Yeah, no, me either. That was not the plan. Was. Yeah. It's something you guys, else you need to know. We, we don't do well with plans. 
No. <laughs> we just fucking wing it. Just make shit up. Much to my chagrin, we just in have the, to uh, fucking wing it. In the words it. of one of my my mentors, uh, we MSH. We just make shit up. Oh. <laughs> It's a Jake from State Farm. I was that Jake? That He's like, dude, we're going to MSU and MSH. Oh, I'm like, what? Funny. He's like, we're going to make shit up, and then we're going to make shit happen. Oh, that's funny. Right. I haven't heard that. All right, so number three. Uh, what is your favorite memory that we share? Or what are your three favorite memories that we share? I'm sorry. Three favorite memories. Ah, oh, crap. I'm assuming of us together, not that we share, because your memory is not my memory. I know. Okay, so my three favorite memories. Golly. Gee Willikers. Huh. Okay, so my first one always goes to Joey. So the day Joey was born is a big one. Um, so it was the day that you biologically became a father, and that was a big day for you. Uh... You've never looked like that before. So the look on your face was uh, is very keyed into my memory. So that's a big one. This is my crotch bond. It's actually <laughs> mine. I made this. <laughs> look, I made this. Like that otter. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Um, my other one would be the day we legally got married. Not our wedding. Yep. Uh, the day we legally got married. Um, cause that was just, I don't know, it was last minute and it was rushed and it was crazy and it was everything we are. <laughs> so I really like that one. Uh, and then the other one is when you showed up at my door. The first time I'd seen you in years and you showed up at my door again that first night and it was, I don't know, I, that three second look when I opened the door felt like eight hours <laughs> but then it was like the hug that lasted a lifetime you know what i mean i'm gonna cry oh my god that's like my favorite memory of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and i am crying your turn <laughs> uh three favorite memories uh okay so the first one oh let's see I don't know. My my top favorite memory, I think, would have to be um, when I gave you the tickets to go see Forsberg retirement ceremony. And though, oh my god, I knew what that night was going to be. You didn't. Oh no, I had no idea. And that was amazing. I know he was your favorite hockey player, yep. and he was going to get retired and memorialized. And I got fucking smoking tickets to go. And it was the opening night yep. for the Avalanche, was, and the Avalanche were playing the Red Wings. I mean, this was just all around the most perfect hockey game in the history yeah. of ever. So the moment that I oh. was able to show you those tickets and be like, "Guess where we're going to go?" You were just uh, over the moon. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. Yeah. Um, that was a great night. And then um, my second favorite one was uh, when it was our first real date when we went ice skating and then you went, we went to uh, Red Lobster. Coconut shrimp. And you had coconut shrimp for the first time. 
Um, it was our first real date because we yeah. hadn't been able to actually go, go on, on a, a date at that point. Yeah, it was date. our first real date. I was like, what, a year in? And it <laughs> turns out that she was pregnant with... Uh, with Joey. And time. we didn't know yet. Yeah. So it's a good thing I didn't fall while yeah. ice skating. And that's probably why that coconut shrimp tasted so good. Because the times I've had it since then, it was <laughs> not very that, good. No. no. <laughs> um, so there's that one. And then... Uh, oh, that's a close... Sec- I mean, a close second to that would be the... Uh, the first time we ever went to Joe's Crab Shack and you had crab for the oh, first time. God. That's become our place now, by the way. It Anytime is. we get a date night, we go to Joe's Crab Shack because she loves crab. It's the best thing ever. It's so good. <laughs> um, and then the third one, I think, would have to be... Oh. Fuck. I don't know. Look, we've had, we had, do have a lot of really good memories from over the years. You gotta wonder how people who've been together for 50 years come up with this shit. I know, right? Like, I, only have, I can only pick three. <laughs> we've been together for almost 10, married for eight. Yes. And we've got quite a healthy bit of memories. Yeah. I think the next one would have to be when... Probably right after Joey was born. Um... And I came home from school, and it wasn't quite work time yet. So I was in that, that in-between phase where I had, wasn't getting ready to go to work, but I had just come home from school. Mm-hmm. I got into the back, and I was changing my clothes, and I came back out, and you were sleeping on the couch with Joey on your chest oh. in that apartment that we mm-hmm. were in. Yep. Um, I actually took a picture <laughs> of it. It's somewhere. Uh, you got really mad at me for taking a picture because I look fat. Because um, I was sleeping. Yeah, your you sister were... um, reposts it every year. It pops up in her memories on Facebook. Yeah. That was probably one of my favorite memories. Uh, just you in your element as mom uh, with my crotch spawn. All right. Number four. When do you feel closest to me? And sex can't be your answer. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you knew I'd go there. <laughs> when do I feel closest to you? I think it's in those moments when you realize I've just had too much. Like I've just, I've reached that, uh, it's my breaking point, I've just, I've had enough, I'm, I'm stressed, and you always give me, you reach out the one arm, and it's always the exact same way you do it, and you always have the same look on your face, and your eyes kind of look up to the corner, you know, the right, almost like you want to roll your eyes at it, like you don't like being close, but you, but you're faking it kind of thing. And you're like, come here. And that's, that's always what you say. You never say a word and you just, you give me one of those hugs. That's like a recharge and you'll stay. It's not one of those, I'm going to give you a hug and then I'm going to walk away. You stay like you'll hug me until I'm ready. And I think that's, I fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a moment for me. And I think the reason that that one is so big is because you're very anti-emotion. And touch. And touch. So in those moments, I get to feel really close to you. So that's, that's mine. Uh, I think the ones for me is when I've spent some time away like when I've been in the field or I'm out of school or whatever, and I'm driving away from that back to home, mm-hmm. and I know you're going to be here and you're with the kids, and I know that my family is waiting for me, 
that's that moment when I get rushed with gratitude and I get rushed with, you know, happiness. And I, I genuinely feel so corny, blessed in the fact that I have, you know, <laughs> a, such a, a, a fantastic wife and, and good kids Aww. that I, and then I get to come home and every single time I come home, it's always the, Dad! And the dog runs up and starts slobbering on me, and the kids jump on me, and, and then I you have just to sit in the back. And you wait. sit in the back and you wait, <laughs> and then crap. once the crowd goes out of the way, then you give me a hug. Like, it's in those moments that transition from where I'm coming from to coming home. That's when I feel like, yeah, I've I got I a think, good one. I think where I recognize that most is when you were coming home from Sears School. Yeah. And you sent me that picture from the bus. That look on your face I had never seen before. Ever. And I'm like, that's that's a man that's fucking ready to come home. Somebody wants to come see me. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, order me pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and then I ate, against all the advice I was given, I ate, ate a the large whole fucking pizza. Fucking pizza <laughs> I told I him not to. All right. Um, number five. How do you explain our connection? Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> I've been trying to figure that out since the day we met. Because it, it sounds so cheesy every time I've retold this to somebody who doesn't know me or just learns about our relationship or it's just... Or like even when Carl asked when we had come to North Carolina to visit him, you know? And it was just... I, I can't explain to you what it is. I have no idea. But since the day we met, it's... It was like that, you know, when people say you lock eyes from across the room and it's like love at first sight kind of shit. That's exactly what happened. And it was just like connection at first sight. There's just always been something that drew us together. Like the closer we get, it's that it's the magnet thing. And, and I can't think of any less cheesy way to explain it. But every time we hung out together, every time we were out with our group of friends, it was always a, hey, I'm going to sit next to this guy or, hey, I'm going to, I mean... I sat in your lap while you played poker on New Year's. Yeah. But we weren't dating, and people would always make the offhand comments, and both of us were like, eh, no, whatever, we're just friends kind of thing. Knowing that that's not the case, because I think we spent the majority of our friendship in fucking denial. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't think I can really explain it either, right? Like, so when we first met, it was 03, and it was kind of the one-off, and we didn't really hang out until the summer of 2014 i think because we spent a little time at my graduation party at your parents house you mean 2004 2004 yeah 2014 (laughs) that summer i helped move you from one apartment to another apartment for josh and steph to come move in you've actually moved me through three apartments prior to (laughs) first time i helped you move uh you were wearing a tank top and i saw your trescalion and your tattoos tattoos Mm -hmm. on your back and i was just like hey it's trescalion and you looked at me like I had an appendage growing out of my forehead. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you know what that is? I'm like, yeah, I know what that is. No and one that, ever knows what the fuck it is. That started the conversation of the, um, you know, the conversation of we, you know, being pagans and knowing what was going on and all kinds of stuff. So I think that was the start. But that, I think that, that moment sparked our friendship. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think our connection, honestly, was a slow burn. Like, it yeah. was getting to know each other and then hanging out and watching each other go through different, you know, different relationship woes. And, and talk, helping each other through Talking each other through it and mm-hmm. helping out even our significant others through it. And yep. it was seeing each other from the opposite sides of the fence long enough to finally realize that 
built maybe, a really good appreciation for each other. Maybe we're dancing around other people and just need to fucking get the middleman out of the way and, and get into a relationship. And it's worked out so far. Right. So. I mean, some other people can can cheese their way through the, hey, we were destined to be kind of a thing, but I honestly feel that's the case for us. Yeah. Um, what have you learned? Uh, so this is number six. What have you learned from me that changed you? You made me more confident in myself. A stronger okay. individual. Um, because even throughout our friendship, um, I would call you when I had issues or if I was having trouble and you would talk me through it and I always left those phone calls with more confidence in myself and okay fine I can handle this situation even though I thought I couldn't um, and when we started dating you were dealing with a mess of insecurity and a person who wasn't willing to speak her mind and somebody that couldn't share her opinion without feeling guilty or was afraid to share her opinion because of possible backlash and I mean now you can't get me to shut up so <laughs> I've but, made a mistake yes you're the reason for all that I you've helped me find my voice that's been hidden for I don't know how long um I've learned some compassion and empathy you know there's I, I kind of had shut all of that stuff off over the years um it just, it wasn't advantageous for me to be empathetic or sympathetic towards other people. And it wasn't until we started getting together that I realized that I had to open that bit back up in order to connect with you and to connect with the children and, and really fulfill my duty as dad and husband. So finding that, opening that, that emotional side back up uh, as much as I fight it sometimes is definitely something I've learned. Someone doesn't like to share his emotions. <laughs> All right, number seven. When was the last time I made you feel secure? Secure? Um, at least a day or two ago. <laughs> <laughs> Fairly recently. I can't remember if it was yesterday or the day before where we had that discussion about how all this have-to-stay-at-home nonsense is getting to me. Yeah. And uh, I'm not doing well on the mental front. Um not having my routine and not being able to function as normal and do the things that I need to do. Um, because for somebody like me, routine is, is my sanity and I don't have any of that right now. Um, and you just, I don't know, you always have the right words to say. Yeah. And you reminded me that, you know, everything's fine and we're going to get through it and remind me of my own strength. Which is helpful. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm a pretty secure individual anyway. You are. Um, I, I don't really question myself very much. I don't really question you... other people very much. Definitely not within our relationship, I don't. Um, so I don't know if the question really applies to me. I suppose if I took more time than this podcast maybe would allow, I could probably think of something from an abstract point of view, but nothing is immediately coming to mind. So I don't make you feel secure? <laughs> well, you, it's you, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who sacrifices more in our relationship, and how do you feel about that? Oh, absolutely you. 
uh, daily. And uh, sometimes I feel guilty, I think, about it. Though there's, on the one side, there's the part of me that expects that because I'm old fashioned and I live in the, my husband is supposed to take care of me and provide and, and do all that. And I think the problem is, is you take that and then you go way above and beyond that. So, I mean, you work your ass off and you're gone all the time and you, you handle all the, the spiritual stuff around here and the, and the handyman stuff and the pet stuff and the, it just, you do everything and you work so hard and you're gone all the time and your hours are crazy. And at one point in our relationship, you were going to school and working nonstop. And it's just, you have sacrificed so much time with your family so much time with your friends, so much of your own peace um, because you're somebody that needs time alone and you sacrifice a lot of that to spend with the family who doesn't get to see you. It's, it's a lot. And I'm grateful for that. Yeah, so I completely disagree with you. Um, <laughs> I, I think, okay. <laughs> I, I think you're the person that sacrifices far more in our relationship. Um, you, really? I just sit here eating bonbons. I mean... You're a fucking liar. Um... <laughs> You sacrifice your time. You sacrifice your energy. Um, you do far more to keep the family up and running um, on a daily basis than I typically do. Um, you I can't even begin to list it. You know, at the beginning you gave up your career, and now you give up your sanity. Um, <laughs> little little by little, every day. You know what I mean? Because you're having to manage the schedule and manage paying bills and manage uh, the rearing of the children and their educational needs and all this other stuff that and you don't ever get to take any time for you you don't get to take any time you know I at least get a soft reset every time I get to go out into the woods and you know play army for a couple of days because <laughs> I'm out in the middle of the woods and that's my that's my fucking you do actually enjoy that. my sanctuary which is weird you know? um, anytime I get to yell at 60 fucking people and go fucking lace gun you and let's kill some shit I'm a happy man <laughs> I'm having a good time, right? Um, whereas sleeping in a hammock. Yeah, sleeping in yeah. a hammock in the middle of the woods. It's fucking I'm great good. time. <laughs> no um, thanks. Whereas you don't necessarily get a time to reset. You know, I can get yeah. a couple days off a week or a day off a week where I can kind of reset. Whereas you don't necessarily get that ever. Um, and for me, it, I do feel bad about it, but I, I also don't know of any other way to make it happen. You know, so. All right, number nine. Sure. What do you think I'm learning from you? I think you're learning how to have emotions. How to, <laughs> how to human? How to human. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, you came to me. You weren't a broken man. No, I came on you. You were, yes. You were <laughs> finally somebody I didn't have to fix. Yeah. But, big but, you did have things that needed fixing that you needed help with you just didn't know that it was a problem yeah and frankly at the time neither did i um but a lot of nasty relationships and the way that you grew up left you very unemotional and unable to tap into said emotions and process them properly and uh i think throughout the course of our relationship i've helped you get back in touch with at least some of those emotions and how to work with them and handle them and, you know. Yeah. I'll take credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> You'll take that win? I will. Yeah. All right. I am helping you learn 
Um, that sex isn't the answer to everything? Yes, yeah. also that. Um, <laughs> it's not working. No. Um, <laughs> no, I think I'm learning. I'm. You're learning from me how to be a bit more logical and reasonable um, with reactions. A little bit of emotional control and a little bit of stoicism. You know what I mean? You're, you're never going to be the stoic on the same level that I am, but the ability to calm that inter chaos just that's long hard. enough to be able to make a decision that's going to be functional. And then confidence, self-confidence is a huge thing. I think you're learning a lot from me is because you still struggle with it from time to time, but compared to where you were eight years ago, oh, yeah. huge strides Thanks. in the positive mm-hmm. direction. So I think that's part of it. And well, I'm a you confident. You make me feel pretty. <laughs> well, because, because you are pretty and you're I'm crazy. a confident ass motherfucker. So yeah, we know. You, uh, we know. It just, you know. You'll get it by osmosis, I suppose. <laughs> what? All right, number 10. Last question. All What's right. one thing you never want me to forget? That it's okay to feel. Okay. You have a lot of moments where I can tell that you struggle with should I be emotional about this? No, I shouldn't. I shouldn't care about this. It's okay for you to care about people and the way that they affect you. And it's okay to Gross. have emotions and feelings and and get in touch with those. It's okay for you to feel something deeply enough to cry. You don't have to. But it's, it's okay to feel that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you still struggle with wondering whether or not it's... It's okay, and you'll fight with yourself mentally. Nope, I'm not going to get worked up over this. Nope, I'm not going to... That's that's not logical. That makes no sense. That's, you kind of fight your emotions. And I just want you to... I mean, I tell you, I want you to know that I will always love you, but you already know that. <laughs> I need you to know that it's okay to have your emotions and to feel them, because those are going to help you get through the rest of your life. What's one thing I never want you to forget? I never want you to forget that you're worth it. That you deserve it. And that you're a person worthy of love and admiration. And you should be confident in your ability as a mom and as a wife and as a person. No crying. I don't know why you got to show me up like that. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, that's that's one thing I want you to never forget. No crying. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, those are our 10 questions for this week. Um, they were interesting and they were fun. Uh, I don't know if they were as fun, fun as the last ones as were. The last but they set, were. No, but I do remember where I got them now. So there's a new card game, actually, that uh, is supposed to be for you can do with friends or family or people in relationships or even parent to child mm-hmm. um and their decks of cards i think they have it on amazon and i can't remember the name of it off the top of my head but that's what google's for um but you can buy this game and you ask these questions to each other and it's just supposed to be a type of relationship game and to get you more in touch with peeps gross now some of the questions are funny too i just picked out some serious ones because i wanted to torment you no of course you would <laughs> all right i think that wraps it up for this week uh you guys have a good week and we'll see you next week Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. 
If you did, please reach out on Instagram and Facebook. We would love to hear your feedback or suggestions on our next topic. See you next week.